Hello everybody and welcome to She Talks Tech, where I profile women in technology and STEM careers. My aim is to elevate and amplify their stories and inspire more women to join this field. Through detailed interviews with successful women in technology and STEM, I explore their career paths, challenges, successes, and advice for aspiring professionals. Join me as I celebrate the achievement of women in technology and STEM and discover the diverse and exciting opportunities available in this field. And in today's episode, I have Kathy Mukhotu, who is one of the amazing women that I would really love to tell her story today. And it's very, very much excited to have her on the platform. Hello and welcome, Kathy. Thank you, Tulani, and thank you so much for inviting me here today. Uh, I really appreciate the invite and honored to be here with you today and just talk about my journey in general. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really excited to tell your journey because I follow you on social media and I think this is where my interest to even want to tell your story started because I don't think we've met physically. Our relationship is one that is social media based and I saw a few of your posts and I'm like, she is really great. Who's her? What is her story? And from that angle, I was like, okay, cool. I really want to tell the story. And for you who's listening at home, you've probably heard it so many times already that I am really excited to really highlight the woman that really inspires me at this point. And she's one of them. And I want us to start from the very beginning. So tell me a little bit about where you grew up. Yeah, I grew up in South Africa in a small village called Dry Hearts in uh, Northwest. Uh, I'm a sister having siblings and, and when growing up have both parents still having both of them and yeah that's that's where I am from. Ah okay yeah that sounds great and do you then do your primary school and high school in Northwest? I was born I went to school primary high school to tertiary mm. in South Africa so every my everything my childhood as well as lending my first job everything mm-hmm. happened in South Africa so okay. I've, yeah yeah grew up, everything done in South Africa that's amazing so what subjects do you choose then when you're in your early days before we go to tertiary what are those subjects that are like okay those are my choice I know in South Africa this is what we do you have the commercial part of things you have the science and mathematics so what was your choice I chose mathematics and science my dad he was a miner working in the mines and then I I liked careers within mining industry like I, I saw myself being a geologist mm-hmm. you know so I went for mathematics and science thinking that I will pursue that when I go to university yeah. And what changed your mind? Because I assume you did not study geology then. What then changes your mind from geology to what you do right now or what you studied? Yeah, I, I remember applying to a couple of universities before obviously getting my metric results. Mm-hmm. And then when the result comes, I didn't perform to meet universities requirement okay and, but then geology was not only one thing in the back of my mind mm-hmm. I remember when I was in secondary which we mainly call a middle school I used to see cathode Rachel monitors where by then I thought it's a computer you know those computer screens with some hub at the back a big shape in the back yeah. so I used 
it's monitors yeah lcd the ones that we we have now small screen yeah so i used to see that and there was one teacher who was very i would say open to explain and share so i used to ask her when when i go to the office the teacher's office like what is this thing why how are you getting data into this thing you know because I would see when she's typing something is happening so I was just curious about that mm. but it was not my kind of like first priority mm. first priority it was like I'm gonna be in the mines sometimes my dad will come back with like overalls you know from the mines and everything and then I'll be like when I work in the mines and everything mm. but also I was having this curiosity about like computers that wasn't like a main priority or something that I would say it was a first choice when I, I apply. It, it was always coming as my my second choice. Okay. Yeah. I guess I was asking myself what sparked your interest in, in the first place. And you're mentioning that your teachers might have actually sparked interest. And then where do you go study after that? Like do you enroll in a university? How does it work? Yeah. It's actually very interesting, right? Then during that year, after completing metric, I wasn't accepted by any university. Mm. And then my parents was, were like, and we also don't have money to pay for like private institution or, or a college or something. Then I, I took a gap year. I, I, I tried to figure out on like, what can I do to yeah. actually better my studies? I took a gap year. I remember I worked in a retail shop. Mm. Uh, and then after that I saved up some money and then I uh, was like because by then I didn't understand that there's actually different categories within tech industry this yeah. lot of things mm. so my interest was like I want to know about the computer then I enrolled to I enrolled to do an A plus and an N plus certificate where I learn about the components of computer how to build up the computer and then operating systems that's when I understand like oh how this the information gets sent and all those things mm -hmm. and also network net the networks and mm -hmm. after that which is first year I took a whole gap year then the second year I enrolled to do that mm -hmm. and like doing that whole part still I wasn't really sure that was this really what I'm interested in mm -hmm. And then I, I started applying and I got accepted at Swan University of Technology to mm. do by, by the National Diploma in Information Technology. Then I think that's where also I started writing first few lines of code, my first mm -hmm. hello world in db.net. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I think we have that in common. So just a bit of a story. I actually took a gap year as well. But for me, it was just a different kind of gap year because I don't really know what to do. And, and I mean, I knew what to do, but it was not in tech. And I think tech came up in during that gap year. And you mentioned that you worked in the retail. I, I went and worked in a butchery during that period. And it was really interesting. And another thing that we have in common is the fact that we studied in TUT. So you got to then enroll in TUT. Tell me about your experience in TUT and what you then ended up doing. Because I know that there's different fields within technology, as you've mentioned. 
Yeah, I would say my experience and journey within TUT as a first year student, it wasn't easy, honestly, mainly because by then no one was working at home. It was like quite stressful in terms of, you know, finances. You don't get fundings on on, on the first go. Sometimes you'll have to wait for a, for a while before that being accepted. So I was that kind of person who was, you know, when you are hungry, you don't want any distraction. You don't want any obstruction in front of you. Mm. So it was just me. And then when doing our second year, it's when you get to choose, right? So mm. I went, I, I liked during the first year phase, I liked programming. So I went for technical applications, mm. uh, specialization, as you said. But I think now things has changed yeah. uh, a little bit. Yeah. Mm. So I went for technical application. Mm. And I was more on also mentoring other students, being student mentor within the ICT faculty as well as the residents. Yeah. I was one person who would stay 72 hours not oh. sleeping. Oh my goodness. <laughs> not sleeping. Uh, because I was not owning a laptop at some point. Yeah. So I will stay at the labs and then I had a friend who will borrow me. Mm. So I will have to make use of that because mm. after that, then I, I wouldn't have any anything to use. Yeah. Mm. So my journey was so smooth. I've made, I would say, a good relationships with lecturers, mainly because of my my performance and also how I, I conducted myself. Yeah. I've I've met I would say a lot of people through that who are already in the industry who will come to the university, yeah. who some of them, I I saw them as my mentor mm. and being part of my journey. Yeah. So the experience was really, really amazing in terms of also the support that I got yeah. and how also after completing my studies, how also still I got supported by some of the lecturers within within them. Oh, that sounds beautiful. And I think something to highlight there is just really your tenacity and the idea that you mentioned hunger as like one of the highlight of your journey, the, the hunger to get to a next level and stopping at nothing until you get to that point. Did you know at the time what exactly to look forward to after university? I know that when you're studying especially as I mentioned, we kind of have similar journeys. Did you know from university, what is it that you would then need to do? And did it turn out to be that for you? Yeah, not exactly. I thought I was going to be a Java software engineer or something. Immediately okay. after, because I loved obviously Java programming language. I thought mm -hmm. it's something that I'm good at. You know, I can build application. I can build a website. I can solve problems. That's what, what I thought. But then after that, like I said, I got an amazing support after my graduation. I didn't struggle to get the internship, you know, that you need to do some internship in order to graduate and everything. I didn't struggle on that. I got recommended by one of the to one of the people who were having a company and then went through the interview process and then I got to do my internship with them. 
and then I studied with C sharp. Mm-hmm. So I had to switch from Java and learned C sharp on my own. By then, I was at least owning my laptop, so I could spend any hours that I want and watch as many tutorials that I can to to get myself upskilled and know how to use or code using at C sharp. Then, yeah, from there, honestly, I've been a software engineer using obviously different uh, stack. Uh, from from my internship, then I joined. I remember uh, Microsoft South Africa, mm-hmm. where also it was mainly um, C sharp. Then from there, I wa- I also joined one of the insurance companies uh, using C sharp. Mm-hmm. Then things switched a little bit around. Then I got this amazing opportunity here in the UK where I had to go back to Java. But throughout, I knew that I want to be a software engineer, Mm. specifically Java. Yeah. But I was still a software engineer, but obviously exposed to a different programming language that it wasn't part of my plan if yeah. I say from the beginning yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's amazing because it just contributed to everything my skills and how I I, I got to understand different programming languages ah that is beautiful it sounds like a very diverse experience from your Microsoft to insurance and then now being in the UK I'm very much interested in how you then transition from the South African companies to then moving to the UK how does that decision come about the transition because the culture is different and during the time that I came it was I would say good time because Mm -hmm. It was March 2020, and that's how we were hit by COVID-19. Mm. So personally, mm. um, when, when, when I get here, it was more of finding it a bit challenging to adopt and adjust because I didn't have, like, anyone, family, yeah. You know, everyone is, is, is left back at home. Mm. And by then, I was a new mom also. Uh-huh. So it was just hectic. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was just hectic. But as time goes by, luckily, I landed in a very a great organization where there's amazing support, there's support for mental health, all aspects of support that one could need. And also the company culture, how things are done and everything. It was so helpful to have such supporting individuals and yeah. also some of a couple of ladies that actually got hired with from South Africa. They were around me and mm. it got better. Yeah. And uh, I'm still here now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's good. I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy. But yeah. yeah, how things are done culture-wise, work-wise, it's, yeah. it's bit different but um uh, I'm, I'm someone who's open to learn open to be corrected and open to correct others which makes the the journey very easy and interesting yeah I'm curious how does that opportunity come about did you deliberately apply or did you decide that you were gonna move and relocate to the UK so 
there's this amazing organization yeah. called Girl Code that empower women in technology, yeah. young girls in technology, or everyone must I say, because they also support also, they have programs for that includes boys, kids to, to be introduced to technology. So they had hackathon. So I was that, and I'm still that person who go to hackathons, but one one of my my friend he forwarded this and said, look at this opportunity or oh, there's this hackathon coming and then apparently there will be an organization from the uk there so mm-hmm. is it something that you will you will go? i'm like yeah i will go definitely i'll go i'll go for it so for me when when i i go for that hackathon i was going for the role i was I hear that there will be interviews and then I was very prepared to that I am going for this and then I'm going for kill. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and then we went through the hackathon process uh, whereby also my team did good. We won first place because of the solution that we developed and then we get to also go to interviews and then interviews were, were amazing. Then I got called that I, I got the opportunity. Yeah. So that's how the process came up with. I got news from the friend for it. Say like this, this upcoming hackathon, there will be a UK-based company, yeah. probably something that you would like to try. And one thing that maybe I would like to share also of yeah. what happened just a few days before hackathon. Yeah. My laptop got stolen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My laptop got stolen. Yeah. At the mall, it got I was shopping around, putting it in the shopping trolley. They just took everything from there where it really stressed me out. Yeah. And, but that didn't stop me. And why am I saying this is sometimes we get to have some storms and tribulation or challenge. Yeah. And we get to step backward. and want to give up Mm. because for me I could have made an excuse and say my laptop is stolen what am I going to do there yeah yeah and I had to borrow um a laptop from someone and install all the softwares that I think I will need from someone and Mm. then still go there yes as as much as I was stressing about everything is gone my IDs my Mm. because it was Everything within within the, the 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 bag, like everything that you could think of, important things, bank cards and everything, and yeah. But I still went, and then I remember when we were doing like it was I think forty two hours or seventy two hours hackathon. I I don't remember very well. Yeah, like I I couldn't sleep. Like I literally couldn't sleep. I couldn't close my eyes. I remember some of my teams they went and rest and everything. They still found me. Like coding, because mainly from from the team, I was the one who is with with a strong development background. Mm. Um, yeah, it was just amazing team with different sort of skills. Yeah. But when it comes to the development, and then I would I would step out, mm. get some air, and just 
think and then I, I think of like oh my god another thing I have this problem that I have to face after this then I, I just went back and then focused just to distract myself into into that so I couldn't sleep all through that and like I said I'm sharing this just to encourage that yeah uh, irrespective of what you you get to face along the journey remain positive if the situation is the situation that's there to kind of like distract you from your mission, remain positive, like find angles to make it work through. It's not easy, yes, at times, but we posit- like having a positive mindset helps a lot. Yeah. Wow. This is very inspirational. I think two things that I'm getting One is the hackathon being a channel that you use to get to where you are right now as far as relocation is concerned. And then another one is the kind of work that Girl Code does. I think you're probably not the first person who mentions Girl Code in this platform. What I really am embracing and and liking is the idea that you took that opportunity and you were going to stop at nothing. Something that is actually repeating in your journey and is really inspirational. And I just want to say kudos to you for that because you get to leave out that in even people who don't know you, because as I mentioned earlier on, our relationship is more a social media one way. I have never physically met you, but uh, because of what you do, it's hard to really ignore and, and not see the kind of work. So I think I'm very curious, did you have some sort of relationship with Girl Code before this hackathon or is it like a new experience and right away you took it with both hands and ran? Yeah, for me, it was a new experience, totally mm. new experience. I before going to the hackathon, I read about what they are doing for the first time. Mm. I wasn't aware of, of of them. Yeah. Like I said, someone forwarded something to me. Mm. So it was a new kind of like relationship meeting some of them for the first time. Yeah. Just you might be listening and then you're wondering what is hackathons. So hackathon is an event that happens where a bunch of developers and people with different set of skills come together to actually build a solution within a time frame. So it could be 24 hours, could be 72 hours, it could be 48 hours. But at the end of the day, there's a mandate to build towards something and people stay all night and day coding with just a little bit of resting there and there. And it's more like a marathon. Just felt I needed to, to mention that just in case someone is listening and they're like, hey, what are they talking about? What is a hackathon? Yeah. yeah, so I believe that after that experience, you then you continued with Girl Code. Tell me about your relationship now with Girl Code and what do you think about the involvement or developers' involvement into organizations like Girl Code? Yeah, so during during the time that when I come here, like I said, COVID uh, situation, me struggling in... I wasn't really actively participating in giving back to communities. Mm. I think a few things or one thing that I did was just also going back, you know, doing a talk about my journey mm. and then just encouraging ladies or I would say women who want to break into tech who were part of the program. Um, but it's a very, a, a, an organization that is very close to my heart. Yeah. 
that I would want to do more, you know, in terms of I had a few ladies privately like reaching out to me to be their mentor mm-hmm. and then you know how just to share interview tips and all that but I would like to do more to actively you know contribute into also inspiring young girls that you know or those women who want to break in tech that irrespective of your background you can be anything that you want to be anywhere in the world you know yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's the current, I would say that the first two years of me relocating from South Africa, it was mainly me focusing. I was doing things there and there mm-hmm. for back in South Africa, but here I was doing quite a lot of things with communities. But mm-hmm. it was more also of focusing on my mental health. Like yeah. I said, above anything else, I'm a mom and I, I don't live with my son. Sometimes I have mental uh, stress around those things. So I get some time to obviously take a step back and, you know, uh, find myself, work things out and then try to, to focus. But definitely it's a it's a, an, an organization that is very close to my heart and yeah. Yeah, I'd like to do more with them. Yeah. Kudos to you and kudos to them. So... You do a lot of educating. I, I believe that you use your platform as a platform to educate and reach out to people. So I think just as a reminder, you are doing quite a lot already because there's definitely someone who sees that and is inspired to take on this journey or something similar. So from that element, definitely kudos to you. Tell me why it is very important for you to actually use a platform as a platform to educate. Yeah, I'm a software engineer to be specific, back-end software engineer. Mm. And if you pay attention to my platform I don't talk about non-technical I don't dive a lot in non-technical roles Mm. because I feel like a lot of women do go for those roles which is okay but my platform is just to also inspire Mm. um, anyone who would like to be on the technical part of of this this different like I said different careers within information technology that's this non-technical roles which is your your product owner agile champions and uh, more business related careers and then there is technical where mostly you'll need to write a little bit of code and in that case we don't see more women I think you can agree with me yeah. on that we don't see more women on that and my platform is just to encourage that coding is not only for boys it's not only for male but we also as female and girls can be software engineers we can be a developer Mm -hmm. you know yeah 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 so actually I'm really glad that you mentioned that part where the fact that we don't have a lot of women who are developers and we don't have a lot of women who get to play in the in the field of technology just generally 
And I am with this platform also trying to crack the code and understand. And I'm hoping by the end, if this podcast ever ends, that would have actually cracked the code through your own observation. What do you think that's the case? What do you think we don't have women within the spaces? And with all these organizations, you've mentioned Girl Code. There's like your Black Girls Code and many other organizations and women in tech. There's just a lot, but somehow in every space that you move, you still find yourself as the only. Why do you think that is the case to this day? I think probably it could be because fear of failing because when you begin mm. it's not easy yeah it needs a lot of effort mm. and consistency mm. and having people like you around right mm. and when you don't see more people like you it's mm. easy to give up and switch mm. to where you feel like these people around you mm. so i think that could be a problem also that could discourage a lot of women to keep pushing mm-hmm. on becoming on or joining the technical space. Yeah. And another thing is it can be really I won't say discouraging as such, but you know when you are sitting in the table and then you are the only one. Yeah. And and you get to probably have some sort of imposter syndrome, like do I belong here? Am I in the right space? Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you do not also have a great support, people who will advocate for you, then it becomes a challenge. Mm-hmm. So that's just my thought. Like maybe not also having enough support. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage a lot of women who are in in technical part mm. of the of I think like software engineers you everyone who's writing code and mm. then there's probably a new joiner who's joining mm. support them mm. be there for them yeah clap hands for them even if it's just a small thing it doesn't have to be mm. big thing keep them going yeah and and assure them you are in a good track mm. So that will, will I think, help also to, to make them feel like, oh, no, I'm not alone. Yeah. There's this, this amazing person. Because like you're saying, in most cases, you'll find that you are the only one. Mm-hmm. You are the only one where you move. You are the only one. But sometimes maybe they will try and bring others, you know, or few or another one, right? Mm-hmm. But then what do you do to make sure that this one remain interested into you know, continuing pursuing that. Yeah. yeah. But being there, encouraging them, affirm them that, yeah, it's okay. When you start, it's okay. You'll find issues. But then remember that that we, we have senior engineers. We have other engineers that you can ask. I'm also here, you know. Mm-hmm. And when they, they achieve small tasks, encourage them, congratulate them, mm-hmm. inspire them that, you know, you are in a good track. Yeah, that is beautiful. I hope that 
a lot of women who are listening and who are in the same space or who are feeling like the space is not for them. Kathy has inspired you to be in a position where you know that the space is for you. And talking about inspiration, you have recently got an award and it's a Black Tech Achievement Award. Kids, first of all, congratulations for that kind of accolade. Can you tell us what was that about and how do you get to be awarded that? Yeah, and thank you. Thank you for that. This one was also very close to my heart, which is for me also to continue to inspire yeah. that, you know, um, irrespective of your background, you can be anything that you want to be. Yeah. And this whole thing, the whole award, it it it's all about being in uh, being a developer and also you know focuses on bringing others with you yeah. so there's quite a number of things that I have I have been doing and still doing mm. to give back to the the communities as a tech ambassador yeah. you know going to schools to share with learners yeah. um, about my journey STEM related subjects as well as also careers within tech and as well as, you know, focusing in demonstrating and 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 sharing with everyone who is who is who's having interest in in joining uh, technology and uh, someone who advocate for women also in in who is in technology and someone who also take her peers with and then to to thrive in technology yeah. it's, it's just all about that yeah yeah congratulations to you and this is actually to really reiterate how you are very important within the space and the work that you do is also really important so someone or rather a girl or a boy from Northwest is listening right now and they would want to actually just follow through in the journey that you've been through and what you've gone through and they're inspired to follow your steps what are some of the advices that you could give to them for them to carry along the journey with them what i'm gonna say is along each journey not necessarily tech journey but yeah. any journey that one might choose to follow yeah there will be challenges yeah. but the challenges are there to make us strong and to write our story Mm. And what is important is to stay focused. Mm. One thing that we really not get education or school doesn't educate us is to have goals. Yeah, yeah. Have goals. And another thing also is at the very, that earlier age, like being in high school, mm we not really knowing much about having a mentor, someone that you admire who can help you to position you uh, so that you can accomplish what you want to accomplish. Yeah. So for me is at this point, even if you are not sure mm. of what you want to do, mm. write down your goals, mm. find someone who you think inspires you, and then share them with share with them what you what you want to achieve. Yeah. As well as remain 
focus consistency because sometimes people tend to think other people are smart yeah but only to find out that the people are consistent about what they the what they want to achieve if you you want to learn a new language you make it a point that okay every morning from 6 a.m to 8 a.m i will be taking these hours to study and then you keep doing that up until you have achieved it you don't start today and then you stay two months and then you visit it and then you think that it's gonna just boom happen no consistency is very important as well as staying disciplined and try to stay connected with people that you you relate with or you admire most well there you have it from kathy's mouth give yourself a chance to be consistent and give your dreams a chance to play out and this is through your consistency you will see it happen for as long as you're consistent i am very thankful for this opportunity to actually be able to to tell your story kathy because i think many women are going to listen to this and they're going to be inspired by it and i really hope that you're listening at home or wherever you are listening you've gotten something of you stolen something from kathy's book and you're able to fly with it even just a little bit because I think she's just really amazing and her story is one that I find really inspiring myself. Is there anything that you think I have left that you would have loved to talk about and we didn't talk about? Um, Yeah, I have something just to say also. Like I said, someone who really liked to inspire women to break into tech the technical side Mm -hmm. and I would like to say to all the women who are there already Mm -hmm. if you have time Mm -hmm. um, give back to the community Mm -hmm. Um, there's plenty of other women and girls Mm -hmm. who need mentors who need uh, someone who can guide them and if you have time uh, try to help them let's bring them with us and then this industry will be better. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for that. And thank you for your heart and everything that you do. So we are going to transition now to the letter. Part of this podcast is a letter that I ask every guest to to write to their 10-year-old self. And this is time for us to hear a letter to the 10-year-old Kathy. (laughs) yeah thank you and mostly my letter it's more of also in reflecting back and some of the advices that I wished I got and so my letter reads as follows it says dear self well by the time you're reading this letter you'll be a teenager or maybe a little older but what I know probably you're not aware of a lot of things I just want to let you know that life is quite life is going to feel quite confusing in the next few years and it's okay. But just remember that you are not to blame and you are not responsible for the weird and confusing things that the adults in your life get up to. At the age 13 to 18, soon enough you will start secondary and finish high school. You will be angry at the decision your parents made. You will feel helpless as a child for having no agency over your life, but you have always been a wise girl. With so much happening at home, 
remain calm and stay focused on your studies. With the proper guidance and listening to the teacher, you'll be a you'll get good grades, go to university to further your studies, you'll make friends who may be or may not be there when you are an adult. Even if things don't go as you wished and planned in your 20s, it's okay. Never be put off by the lows in life. Don't decide to let things at home and relationship mess up with you. At the age of 20 to 29, you'll feel defeated. You'll try to find love. You'll have many highs and many lows in every dimension, academically, socially, mentally, physically, and professionally. You will meet other people who will hurt you. You will cry an ocean until your head hits. But above all, remain calm. Stick with your instinct. Do what you feel is right. Instead of listening to others, people's points of view, remember that your deeper feeling are your own best guide and they will always be. The lows and what <clears throat> the lows are what makes you the struggles part of the story. Be confident with yourself, push your boundaries and you'll thrive, but you need to believe in yourself first. So just to throw yourself into it, be open-minded. Try out as many things as you can. Travel the world. If an opportunity presents itself that you're scared you may not be able to do, say yes, then, let, then learn how to do it. Never pass up the opportunity to improve yourself and learn to enjoy the little things in life because one day you will look back and realize there were big things. I am here writing this letter to you to give you my gratitude for holding on despite the storms and tribulations you are going to carry yourself far. When you make the decision, never look back and wonder what if. Go all out with so much passion to make it become the right one. Be proud of yourself. Be confident. You'll do so much better than you ever thought. So that's the letter to Catherine Mokotu, 10-year-old self. <laughs> Man, I'm like literally giggling and smiling the whole time because it's so beautiful. Oh, this is where we ended. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, it's so beautiful, man. It is really so beautiful. Thank you. And hugs to the 10-year-old Kathy. Thank you. Thank you for joining me in this episode of She Talks Tech. If you enjoyed our discussion and found it inspiring, I encourage you to follow and share the podcast. By doing so, you will never miss an episode and can help spread the empowering stories of women in technology and STEM. Let's work together to break barriers, shatter stereotypes, and build more inclusive and diverse future. Join the conversation, follow and share the She Talks Tech podcast. Thank you so much for your support. I look forward to having you with me in the future.